And now, back to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here to talk about episode 433B, Chain Reaction. Oh boy, are we! <laughs> it's uh it's split episode summer, everyone's favorite season of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we're just gonna keep it rolling here uh with, with another split episode. Love that. Um, the the B side to the treasure room, uh chain reaction was also um, originally airing on December 4th of 1999. Um, it's written by Marshall Younger. It's directed by Phil Waller, as all good episodes are. Mm. Um, and it inexplicably has a 93% on the wiki. <sighs> that gives me... <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the discussion <laughs> questions at the end of this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we have got that to look forward to, folks. Uh, that's that, that's that's what we call a tease. A tease. I, I was gonna say, is uh, like, is it hotter just because there's less episode? Oh, is this a modesty situation? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a, a hot split summer. Yes. Yep. I. Yep. Mixing so many ideas here. Nope. I I love it. <laughs> Happy hot split episode summer, folks. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a crop top. <laughs> I do, a, I do crop like, track. Crop I do track? like the idea that regular episodes are a one piece. Yes, but split episodes, episodes are two a piece. Bikini. Yes, a hundred percent. And all that in the middle is just that weird transition music. Uh, oh man, uh, the midriff. All right, I think that's it, guys. I think that's the episode. We just peaked both uh, audially and uh, textually. That was... Wow. Wow. I have noticed... That's beautiful, Andrew. Thank you. My dad jokes, I think, are getting better. I don't even know if that was a dad joke. That was just... That was was glorious. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Let's talk about the episode. Oh, well, I mean, I guess we have cast to cover first, right? Uh, we haven't really been doing cast for these, oh, so yeah, if fair. there's someone you want to shout out in particular, but otherwise we'll just kind of take it as we come. Yeah, that works for me. <sighs> so uh, we start out with uh, Mandy talking to someone about a two-mile high water slide. That yeah. someone is her brother, David. D- yes. But they do the thing that is, I think, a flaw mm-hmm. in not setting up who a character is right off the bat. Yeah. No, it's very hard to tell. The only way that I could, like, write down David in my notes is because I looked at the wiki. Right, yeah, like... I just was like, who is this? And then eventually we hit, oh, yeah. okay, it's David. But the the thing that's extra weird about it is, like, so David's talking about how, like, you know, this is, like, a two-mile-high water slide, mm-hmm. and Mandy's talking about how that's not possible, how, like, the elevator would have to have, like, its own oxygen supply and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and 
Mandy is David's younger sibling. Yes. Yes. Like, decently younger. Mm-hmm. By, by a considerable Like, he's amount. in high school, she's in middle school at the time of their parents' almost divorce. I don't know. Well, okay. Listen let me... to our coverage of that. But, like, it is, so it's just, it's, it's, it's. It's a weird I dynamic. appreciate the comedy of this scene mm-hmm. of David, yeah, just going off about this and Mandy being, like, very, like, rational. Like, it does feel within their characters, it's just funny because I'm like, one of you is a child. I mean, you are both children, but one of you is way more a child. And they're the one who's like, actually, you need oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's kind of a... I want to say of era, like late '90s sitcom thing with the smarter, sure, sure. like she's smart very, Alec younger. Yeah, yeah. It's she's very precocious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. Urkel have an old? No, Urkel was a neighbor. He didn't. He wasn't. I I've seen no Urkel, so That's I cannot fair. cannot speak to this. That's um, a family ties thing. I believe he did do that. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. No, it is very hard to tell that it is David in this scene. Um, yeah. And they're talking about just colossal water slides, the logistics right. of it. Are you a water slide guy? I don't do heights or high speeds. Water slide. Here's my here's my take. I slightly prefer a water. Uh, I prefer a water slide to a roller coaster. Okay, that's fair. I have more control in the water slide. Fair. I feel <laughs> fair. I I would put. I would put tubing as more enjoyable than mm-hmm. water slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Hands down. in that same thing where I'm like, I don't super love this. Mm-hmm. Sack race is my go-to, but that's because it's never that high. That's fair. Do love me a sack slide. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, not a huge fan. I don't like, I really don't like, like, like flume. Flume? Which is like the the water the water coaster oh kind of yeah. setup where it's yeah. like you're on big splash yes thing. yeah yeah where like you're in like a log and mm-hmm. you still do like the climb up mm-hmm. and then the drop down I'm like I hate the climb up it's yeah it's the worst part of a coaster yeah like and that's all it is is the climb and then you go down and you get wet and you're like ah, congratulations right so so yeah not not but like but like a you know tube go down a slide mm-hmm. sure now would i do a two mile water slide no not a chance from ten thousand feet up no okay no. you couldn't you could not pay me enough i would not do i a, would do a two mile I, water slide if it i would was not like do from a thousand long. foot up like yeah that's fair like no no thank you i don't even think i'd do a hundred foot up no no, I would. <laughs> no, I would. Well, that's that's the line. My, we found the order of magnitude that Andrew is willing to do. Yes, it's a hundred feet up for the water slide. My thing with water slides is, I never go as fast as I think I'm going to, or I never go as fast as I want to go. Ah, uh, no, the slower is better. Well, I have I have skinned heels like trying to slow myself down on those things. That's fair. Which I don't I do respect that. No, don't please don't do that. That hurts. Yeah, but um. I really like short, super fast water slides that are essentially just playground slides with, like, basically Crisco and an endless hose, like, water okay. supply at the top. All right. Um, at the pool I went to growing up, they had one that was like that. And basically, yeah, yeah it was just a game of how hard can I throw myself down this slide? Because it's, like, you know, 10 feet, if that. Yeah. I, uh, I will put a link in the description to Action Park. 
um, a, a really good podcast episode that, that dives into action park specifically, mm-hmm. which is a water park in Ohio that famously many people died on the water slide. And that's just what I was thinking about here. Oh, no, I was thinking about my least favorite experience, which is going down any sort of slide and my skin sticking to the slide. Mm-hmm. Just even saying that, I'm my my back is hurting. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so 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 much. Hmm. Okay. Sack slides are the best slide because there's no chance of that happening. <laughs> I feel like wow. In the water slides that you're envisioning, how much of so you're going down not in a tube but just on the slide. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I've I don't think I've ever been down a water slide in a tube. That's what I was picturing here, but that. The more I talk about that, the more I think that that is not really a thing. I think so. I mean, of them like, are, like I've some, seen it for yeah. sure, but that's not like the default water slide. No, no. The the default water slide, at least that I've been on, which are somewhat you know fairly mediocre ones that they have at pools and stuff, are just yeah, they're just playground slides with some water in them, and if you right. bump your shoulder on the side, it is bad feelings. Gotcha. Yeah. No. All right, thumbs down. Uh, Wit walks into the scene mm-hmm. and says, are you guys talking about the water slide? I heard it's going to be 10,000 feet tall, <laughs> which I guess it's it not. It does. I, I can't tell if he's supposed to have overheard them. Mm-hmm. Or if he just knows that this is the rumor all the kids are bringing up. It does feel slightly out of wit's character to like spread misinformation oh, this totally, way totally especially for or to stir up false hope like the, the it hasn't even gone through he doesn't even know like there are no plans yet yeah yeah that's true so so right but he's like he's like yeah i know the uh i know the guy who's going to develop it he's got that he owns that like apartment mm-hmm. complex across town mm-hmm. and then the you want to talk like, oh, to yes. him about the height you know i'll hook you guys up and i'm like what a what a bizarre series of events we have going on thank, here. Thank you, Wit, for uh, connecting these children to local uh, real estate developers. Yeah. Yeah. And then David's walking by. We leave this scene. Mm-hmm. David's walking by Bernard, mm-hmm. who's trying to start his mower. Yep. David's like, hey, I'll mow your grass. I'm looking for money. And mm-hmm. Bernard's like, nope, I'm going to mow my grass, but I'm out of town for the next couple of weeks with my in-laws. You can mm-hmm. mow it twice during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, you're going on vacation? <laughs> yeah, this says, joke no, is great. I'm going to my, my in-laws. in-laws. Didn't you hear me? <laughs> I... I'm glad you think this joke is great. I don't like in-law jokes. I have good relationships so, with all my in-laws. I'm so tired of in-law jokes. And everything Bernard says is funny because Dave Madden's a good deliverer of lines. But, ugh. Yeah. Every joke about people's in-laws, in-laws is just the worst. It's just lowest common denominator mm-hmm. humor. It's the one step removed from the 50s joke of, like, I hate my wife. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. No, it's it's one step above that. It's like, ah, the old ball and chain. It's No, it's the old right. ball and chain's ball and chain, and it's now right. my ball and chain. Yep. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. no. It... it <laughs> It's not great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then Bernard agrees to pay him 20 bucks for mowing the yard twice. Which feels like a yes. great deal, especially, uh, I know, especially of era. In 99, I yeah. feel like, wow, well well done. Mm-hmm. I, Andrew, 
Did you have an allowance growing up? Yes. What was your allowance? $15, I think, for the entire month. Oh, okay. 15 for a month. Yeah. Sure. Which is not... So I got three a week. Okay. Which is yeah, $12 very... $12 a month. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very similar yeah, amount. Exactly. Yeah. It was like... I, I think older siblings got 20 um, but I also stopped getting an allowance as soon as I got a job. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and so I got, I got three a week or mm-hmm. I could get a pack of trading cards. Is that a better deal? It's the same amount of money. Okay. But I always took the trading cards, man. That's fair. Wait, what? You're a trading cards kid? Dude, I have uh, in a closet at my parents' house binders upon binders of baseball and football trading okay, cards I knew depending you on the what yeah. was in season mm-hmm. those were the trading cards that we got my dad would buy big boxes that had like a bunch of packs in them mm-hmm. and then you get a pack every week for allowance or you could get i think it was three bucks it might have been two bucks but mm-hmm. regardless like yeah. that was your other option no i dig that yeah no it was, it was that that seems nice no my <laughs> my parents would regularly forget to give me my allowance. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, oh, hold them accountable." It's true. I, I should have been. All, all, all this to say, uh, twenty bucks for mowing Bernard's lawn twice. twice. It sounds great. Depends on how big the lawn is, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just like, yeah, no, that's 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 a great deal right there. And David's like, "Sure, I'll do it." And yeah, it'll be great. Yep. And then and Bernard's, Bernard's like, like, "You gotta mow it twice because it'll get really long if you only mow it once." Mm-hmm. Cut to uh, Mandy serving as David's conscience. Yep, he is watching TV. It is like two days before twelve Bernard days gets... in, right? And Mandy's like, "Have you mowed his yard at all?" And you're just in here like watching TV. Oh my word, David, go mow his yard. You're mm-hmm. such a bad kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Once again, it's just like, this is, this episode feels like it is crammed yes. into the 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> and we will get into it because so mu- I figured the majority of this episode was about the, um, was about the lawn. And then as soon as that gets resolved, everything else happens and it becomes so much more than that sure and obviously sure. chain reaction you know we'll get into the, yep. the point of all that but but um but yeah and so so he so his yeah, logic he, is he won't do it and he'll mow it twice the day before he gets back sure sure or yeah also yeah speaking as someone who yeah just grew up with a large yard for a mm-hmm. decent point of my childhood very large yard mm-hmm. like three acres worth of a yard mm-hmm. um whole boy was delaying on mowing at all not an option because mm-hmm. too big a yard to bag mm-hmm. but if you blew and it piled then you had to rake it up yeah so we did not uh-huh. push off mowing the yard that yeah. was not on the table no yeah you had to stay on top of it to make sure, yeah. I didn't have a particularly particularly large yard, but we I don't know. I like mowing. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I'm I'm blessed with a with a a roommate who who's happy to mow the yard. Mm-hmm. Um so I haven't had to do it um in a long time. Nice. But it is 
yeah, it's not it's not a task I particularly dislike. No, um, yeah, I don't I don't mind it at all. It's just some time with uh, some time with uh, that was my I, I listened to a lot of Odyssey while mm-hmm. mowing the yard. Exactly. And then I went into audiobooks and then podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now I make a podcast, and exactly. maybe you're mowing the yard right now, listener. I really hope so. <laughs> I. I genuinely don't care that much about user engagement, but now, yes, please, if you are mowing, it is of the utmost importance you let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then we, we jump from there's a building that is having an electrical emergency, mm-hmm. and they have called Bernard. Bernard. What? I don't Why? know. Janitor does not equal electrician. electrician. Right. Also, oh, it's so the the and then the, I was like, he, is it the, the message Timothy he Center? leaves. And I'm like, no, that's no. Tom. <laughs> the message he leaves is that there is, is that they have tried everything. They can't get anything to work. Nobody knows what's going on. The last time this happened, Bernard was able to fix it. Mm-hmm. So when you get this, come over. Very weird. Very very weird. And it so we get this as an information or as a message on an answering machine um, that goes and initially. Because I knew that Bernard got robbed, I thought that these were the robbers calling to make sure he wasn't home. Um, which, I yeah, apparently not the case. Nope. Nope. Um, so, right. So then at this point, we, we then jump to the robbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is very clearly jerry hauser yeah basically just playing jellyfish exactly like it jellyfish. is I, my head cannon is this is jellyfish because it is the unnamed burglar and then there is a oh no i have a jellyfish note well, well why is jellyfish back in odyssey robbing bernard right <laughs> yep that's pretty pretty comfortably jellyfish anyways he uh Je- so 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 jellyfish is breaking in with a guy named leonard mm-hmm. who is uh a dope um mm-hmm. he's just he's no just... we've got our angry small and dumb big combo for right. burglars yep and we have yep. a, a fun twist where the dumb big is grammatically correct <laughs> right oh, a, a, a wild a wild choice yeah but they they're driving around the neighborhood cruising um mm-hmm. and clearly someone watched home alone um because they're it's the whole like we gotta rob someone who's out of town yeah um and so they they're like oh well Bernard's not home look at all that high gra- high grass mm-hmm. um, and then yeah yeah he got he got a book called a thousand and one misuses of common English phrases yep. so that he can correct jellyfish at every moment he's an idiot but he cares about word choice which is you know relatable to well, me he, yeah he's a mama's boy who who cares right. about word choice which I love it's true it's true love that for him it's true um. Then uh, then we jump to Bernard coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, jam-packed just from scene <coughs> to scene as far as what's going on. So David comes. Is Does Bernard show up at David's house or does David go to Bernard's house? I, I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. It, it, I don't think that it matters. Yeah. They meet up. Yeah. They meet up um, and David gets paid for mowing the $20, $20. Bernard's like, oh, yeah, the yard looked great when I got back. Like, thank you for doing that. Um and uh, and then this is when David finds out that Bernard got robbed and that they right. took everything, right. including the answering machine. Right. I to h- which he says, I sure hope there weren't any janitorial emergencies while I was gone. There weren't. There were electrician ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, so David never doesn't doesn't find out. Mm-hmm. 
at this point that he is like that David never finds out that he was responsible for this because Bernard doesn't exactly. know why he was robbed. Exactly. And he just gets gets the money, goes on his way. Yeah. Um, I don't think he should get the money because he didn't do what he agreed to do. I also don't think he is responsible for Bernard being robbed. No, no. No, neither. <laughs> Nor is he responsible for what will later happen. Uh, exactly. This episode is crazy. Exactly. So, so then, right, everyone's electricity is going crazy. Yeah, I presumed it was the Timothy Center because I was like, where is this happening? No, that this it's, is some. It's the condo. Yeah. That is owned by the guy who's doing the water park. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I'm pretty confident. Okay. I, I, ah, uh, actually. No, no, I think that is, I think that is correct. I could fine, be wrong. I believe. Who knows? Uh, at this point, we find out that, yeah, Harlow Doyle. Lives in this building with the crazy yes. electricity. Yes. Um, he washes his mouth with dish soap. Mm-hmm. Um, he... I... I don't understand this. This episode gets uh, is a little too in too much like interior to Harlow, and I'm like, wow, how is this man a functioning human being? Exactly. Like <laughs> I I I cannot comprehend the fact that this man like pays rent. Yes. Yeah, and like is legally obligated on some sort of lease or mortgage. Right. It's it's absolutely Could he crazy. Read the interest rate. Do yeah. we know that he knows what no. that is? No, and it also like it gets so heightened at this point that I'm like, oh, we're in the room of consequence. Yes, exactly. It gets so heightened. Like Harlow thinks, um, it, well, he sees his clock as says twelve, and he's like, "Oh, that's four hour, or four and a half hours past my bedtime." Meaning Harlow goes to bed at seven thirty. Important to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, no he, late nights when there are no late nights. He wakes up from a dream, and it's still twelve o'clock, mm-hmm. and he thinks and, it's noon. Right, and he realizes eventually that it is light out, and mm-hmm. that means he has slept twelve hours. Yeah, and he is late. Um. So yeah. he's going to work. He gets on his bike because, of right. course, he has a bike. Yeah, Who I is actually he late to. I don't. Uh, given what has been established, I don't think he should be legally allowed to drive. Yeah. So him being on a bike seems good. Fair. Yeah, like the least amount of damage he could cause. Although he still does hit a car. Uh, <laughs> right. Which it made it sound like he was on the sidewalk. I'm like, how did he hit the car while he's on the sidewalk? Maybe Unclear. he came off the sidewalk to make a turn because he was. Yeah, it was like, how how dare you uh, get hit by me while I was biking recklessly, taking a hairpin turn? <laughs> well, he, he's trying to accuse the man uh, of being at fault, which, I mean, I think po- the whole pedestrians have the right-of-way situation. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, probably, but he, he, he seems to have done, like, a U-turn. Yeah, no, it seems like Harlow was clearly in the wrong here, t- driving or biking recklessly, taking a hairpin turn, um... And then the man is complaining about leaving, like, oh, gosh, I need to leave. Like, how could you, you know, I got this meeting I need to go to. He sounds like just, you know, normal snotty businessman, whatever. And Harlow is upset because he learned from TV, I mean, detective school, that leaving the scene of a crime is, in fact, a crime. (laughs) And so he's... He's not a police officer. No. So he citizens arrests this man by... Handcuffs them together. Yeah. Well, 
I think he handcuffs him to like a light pole or something. Oh, really? I thought they handcuffed themselves to each other, but I could be wrong. Well, no, because he could still then go to the meeting. <laughs> I thought he, oh, I thought he fair, like handcuffed fair, him probably, to a bike probably. rack. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then the man's obviously very upset. Yes. Is fumbling around in his phone. He has to call and cancel an appointment and then. Right. He can't make it to his meeting. Mm-hmm. His meeting is. He is the guy who is developing the water park, mm-hmm. and he can't make it to his meeting. I feel like he mumbles something when he's in the car about his alar- about electricity, which is why yeah. I think that he is, uh, which is why I was like, I think he lives there. I think that's the building yeah. that was having the stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so then we cut to the property developers, and they're like, well, this guy's late for his meeting, and we weren't sure about this water park anyways, so we'll just sell it to this law firm. Yep. The law firm of Crow, Jorgen, and Beboff. Is that really what it was called? Yes. That's incredible. So named after the 321 penguins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, na- named after uh, some of the engineers on the team, Jonathan Crow. Mm-hmm. We have Rob Jorgensen, yeah. who is Jorgen. Yeah. And uh, John Beebe, who, who then became yeah. John Fornoff, oh! is John Beboff. Or it's just Beboff. That's incredible, actually. Uh-huh. That is hilarious. <laughs> I was listening through, and I was like, Crow, Jorg, and Beboff. Oh, wow. They just they just <laughs> did that right there, didn't they? They really slid that one in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We love s- a shout-out to, to Odyssey's engineers. Yeah, that's most of what this podcast uh, is. <laughs> uh, yep. And then, uh, and then we go back to Wit's End, where Whip breaks the news um, to a devastated David. That mm-hmm. the water park is not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David's like, man, it makes me sick that people don't keep their promises. And that's what we go out on. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, he's like, I can't believe, you know, they they don't do what they said they were going to do. I can't believe, like, who would go back on their word. And then he says, can you break a 20 for ice or can you break a 20 for wit? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And then yep. that's what we go out on. And that's what we go out on. And it is. It's wild. Yeah. It doesn't... The kid doesn't learn a lesson. No. He's the butt of the joke. <laughs> right. Kid is butt of joke. I... It is... I... I'm curious to know what the experience of listening to this as a child would be. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it... I don't think it's that easy to follow. No, I don't think it is. I think it, like, barely skates by. I feel like it needs more of a wrap-off. Yeah. Than, or, more of a wrap-up. Than just going off on like a zinger. Well, exactly, and the whole like Harlow diatribe diversion feels like it just completely distracts from the point of yeah the episode and everything. Yeah, it's all it's all very bizarre. It's it's an enjoyable listen. I just don't quite understand why it exists. Yeah, exactly. And then and then Chris does tie it up where Mm -hmm. she kind of gives the chain reaction spells Mm -hmm. it out and says that's why it's important to keep your word because besides hurting others we also hurt ourselves fair maybe is that why it's important to keep your word because you'll hurt yourself because you hurt yourself no no it's primarily well I mean, it's a certain amount of self-harm in the sense that 
you know, you're disparaging your own character, I guess. Sure. But not really. Not, not in the way this show sets it up, Well, though. and also not in a way that communicates that directly to 8 to 12-year-olds, where it's no. like, if I lie, I'm not, like, some major world event is going to not happen because right, of something. Right, right, right. It's like, oh, now a water park's not being built mm-hmm. because, like... Because David didn't mow his lawn. Right, because he didn't do what he set out to do mm-hmm. and it is right it's the a single vote mm-hmm. of lies exactly <laughs> and i don't yeah it's just it's bizarre and i don't i don't like that that message of like you know it's not only important to do it because it hurts other people it also hurts you mm-hmm. which i guess maybe is the kind of thing you would say to a child mm-hmm. or like illustrates why you don't lie to a child yeah. i don't think is a good philosophy on don't lie because you're just screwing yourself over yeah i mean it's a part of it yeah you are screwing yourself sure, over but sure. you're also screwing everybody else over and dishonesty and uh, right. you know i feel like i feel like an authentic communication is a lot more destructive. Right. I feel like the the boy who cried wolf illustrates better why not to lie. Exactly. Than this episode does by like a mile. Oh, by a long shot. And but Which this maybe is not also fair like, to compare. But yeah, but this is also it feels like what it's pitching is if you make a mistake there are unintended consequences that will happen to it that are your fault. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, right, it's clearly, like, primarily exists to have fun. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't want to be, yeah, I, I, I don't want to beat up on it too much. But I... Well, and there were funny is, bits in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. And it is funny. It's just... It's it's a perplexing episode with a kind of bizarre... Yeah. Bizarre, like, concluding reason of existence. Yeah. Yeah, and... I don't know. And to get to the discussion questions, as I previously mentioned, the, the second one says, Are there any responsibilities, even small ones, in your life that you're neglecting? And... It's that kind of mentality that, what resonates with me so deeply in the sense that, like, anytime I felt like I was safe or, you know, in a stable place, I always assumed there was something else I was neglecting that is hmm. going to, that the, you know, the other shoe's going to drop and sure. it's going to be my fault. Sure. Um, or that, like, yeah, okay, neglecting responsibilities is bad. Fine, fine with that. But putting small responsibilities, like putting inappropriate amount of weight on small responsibilities, especially for kids, I feel like just only breeds problem behaviors where they're taking responsibility for too much or they're expecting themselves to be perfect, hmm. which neither are, you know, what we're actually trying to accomplish here. Sure. Yeah. So I I don't know if that I don't know did that resonate with you at all that kind of like mm. well you might be looking good on the outside but clearly right. you forgot something <laughs> yeah yeah no I I I I get that it's yeah I don't and know maybe I'm just projecting on no it. I don't know. no I I I I think that there's yeah I think that your experience there is valid like I'm it's just yeah it's 
Like, it's the is weird... David the villain? Right. Is that what it's, they're pitching? It's the weird thing that Odyssey has to do where this episode both wants to exist kind of in a vacuum, void of anything other than trying to be a funny story, but mm-hmm. it also has to have a moral oh, and a point it's yeah. trying to prove. That's fair. And I think it I think it exists I think it functions well as a fun story. Does it function ninety three percent well? <laughs> no. But I think it functions well enough as a fun story and functions poorly as like a like as like an, an object lesson lesson for morality. Yeah. No, that's fair. All right, I don't know. Anything else you need to say? No, I I feel like we've we've got in, you know, in in proper crop summer, we're just we're getting in and we're getting out real clean. Uh yeah. Hitting the showers. Getting freshed up, getting ready for the next one. Okay. Onward and upwards is my is my thinking. Mm. What Beautiful. about you? Do you have anything? No, I don't think I have anything else on? I need to say. Um, and I don't have anything I feel like plugging right now. I don't know. How about you, Andrew? I feel like the only thing I'm really doing this summer is this podcast, and that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just don't have like other projects, that stuff of that sort going on. Yeah. Um, Take it easy on yourself. Yeah. Not too easy, but just a little. That's That's my plug. Sure. Or plug in relaxation. Yeah, very big fan of relaxation, and uh, maybe the beach. Yeah, beach. Hey, <laughs> if you if you're close enough to a beach, highly recommend. Yeah. Actually, it really depends on the beach. I would not recommend many beaches. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Anyways, said. so that does it for this episode. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about episode four thirty seven a. Sunset bowl of water. Now that's exciting. Bye, guys. Bye. Wad Fam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at wadfamchalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Chain Reaction was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.